Alright everyone, welcome back into the matchup episode for this week. Um, we're going to start with Gophers Suck and we're going to hop right in. Uh, we're going to start with my matchup against Kevin, just because that's the first one that popped up. So we're just going to go with that. Alright, Billy. Alright, you so, said which one? Yours and Kevin's, right? Yep. Okay. Mine against, yep, mine and Kevin. So we have Battle of Quarterbacks, Josh Allen against Matt Ryan. Um... Josh Allen is going against Miami. Matt Ryan is going against Carolina. Um, projected points has Josh Allen leading in this one, but I think I'm taking Matt Ryan. Carolina's defense has been kind of getting worse, I feel like. So I think I'm – I like Matt Ryan. I, I but I think I think Josh Allen's floor is basically he's going to get somewhere probably between 16 to 20 points, and he there's no way he gets less than that. I would I would definitely I would actually agree with you on that. I would I even seeing what Matt Ryan and the Falcons did last week against the Saints is might have been more of a fluke, but it shows me that that he's healthy. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see what Austin Hooper getting injured does to that lineup, but overall I would agree with that. I would take Matt Ryan over Josh Allen too. Um this one is honestly really easy. Between the Melvin Gordon and Brian Hill. So uh, we have Melvin Gordon and Brian Hill against Zeke and Josh Jacobs. This one's a really easy one. I would be shocked if you said anything other than Zeke. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Zeke and Josh Jacobs. As you should. Yep. As you Ze- should. Zeke is, unfortunately, people feel like he's let you down this year a little bit, but I think he's still like the running back six or seven or something like that. As a Zeke owner in the Teak League, I've been okay with it. He's been super consistent. Yes, he's only had a couple games over. He had like two games over 20 points or something like that. And there's been a lot of those games kind of hanging out in that 15 to 16 point range. This last week was bad, but for the most part, I've been I, I've been happy with it. So he's been super consistent. Josh Jacobs looks really good. And he plays Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's really bad. Yeah, uh, well, I would completely agree. No argument there at all. Mm-hmm. Uh the only thing that I think that Melvin Gordon and Brian Hill both have good matchups, but yep. they're 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 flo- I have no idea what Brian Hill is going to do. Nope. So he's a wild card. He yeah. could pull a Wayne Gallman and get like twenty five points this week. Who knows? Or he could pull a Ty Johnson and get three. And very concussed. And get concussed. <laughs> Melvin Gordon should be good though. Yeah. I, we talked about it earlier in the last episode, but he looks fast. He looks like himself. I think Melvin Gordon rest a year barring injury. Um, which is a concern with him. Um, he should be really solid. He's a locked and loaded, I think, RB1 rest of year. Yep, for sure. So, moving on to wide receivers, we have Cooper Cup and DeAndre Hopkins against uh, Julian Edelman and Michael Gallup. Once again, I think that should be an easy one going Cup and DeAndre Hopkins. I would agree. Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, this one gets a little murky because the battle of the tight ends is OJ Howard against Austin Hooper. We both know that Austin Hooper is injured. So I'm going to assume that Kevin puts in T.J. Hawkinson so, over yeah. Austin Hooper. I think at that point I'd go Hawkinson. O.J. Howard is just, he had one good game. I, I, honestly, I would, one, I would 100% agree because of Zach Driscoll starting with no Matt Stafford. So I feel like it's going to be a lot more close checkdowns. Sure, and neither is a great, is a, a super great tight end mm-hmm. play, but... Sometimes it happens. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta roll with yeah, what you you gotta just roll with what you got. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I think is interesting, so I want to kind of hear your take on it. We have Terry McLaurin against Marlon Mack. 
Um, Marlon Mack against Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville's defense is certainly not bad, but I don't think they're as scary as they've been previous years. Um, I take Marlon Mack. I, I'm not super excited about Terry McLaurin and Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, I feel like, hasn't shown me much, if anything. I mean, it's good that they gave him sort of the stamp of rule, said, hey, we're rolling with them. we got to see what we're going to have with this kid, and they're probably going to give it a shot, give him the ball to see, like, is this kid going to be any good, or do we need to draft a quarterback again? I, 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 so can... I like the fact that the, I'm assuming they're going to give him the opportunity to make some plays, <laughs> dial some stuff up for him. Yeah, I, I, can, I completely get what you're saying. I would go I would go McLaurin on this one only because that Brian Hoyer is supposed to start again for Jacoby Brissett and we saw yes. what and we saw what the even the Miami defense did against <laughs> uh did against Brian Hoyer. Mm-hmm. So I feel like That's fair. I, I feel like with Jacksonville they're have a more competent defense and being able to stack the box a little bit better. So yes, I I, I can 100% agree on Haskins as well, but I feel like McLaurin just has the better matchup of the two. Sure. And in a half-point PPR, I just feel like I, I would rather take my chance on Terry McLaurin getting, you know, six receptions, 60 yards, and maybe a touchdown versus Marlon Max, maybe 60 to 70 yards and maybe a touchdown. That's sort of what... So... What he did last week was 19 for 74 and no touchdowns. So he ended up, because Marlon Mack doesn't really catch any passes, so he got his 74 yards, called it a day. If, if he throws on a touchdown, you're feeling good about it. If it, if he doesn't get a touchdown, you're probably not feeling good. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't had a ton of touchdowns this year just because that offense have, hasn't been quite as, as explosive, obviously, with Jacoby versus an Andrew Luck-led offense. Yeah, especially, like, like, really... Really, the only player on that offense that's still performed at a high level is still is still T. Y. Hilton. Mm-hmm. But um, with that overall, we were we were split down the middle on it. Um, with with even a little bit more going on to Kevin's side, um, ESPN agrees with that currently at a fifty one percent fifty one percent win probability for Kevin and a three point spread um, with Kevin winning on that. So it's going to be a good matchup, I think. Mm-hmm. And we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, moving into Stacy versus Amber, it's not a <laughs> not a great matchup. So apologize. We'll just split blitz through this. I think everyone actually has a lineup though. Yeah, that's a, that's a good start. So Breeze against Cousins. Um. I'm assuming Breeze, because yeah. Denver's been actually good against stopping the pass. But I'm somewhat out on Drew Breeze as a fantasy quarterback right now. But I just think his... I, I see him more as a streaming option, and I guess streaming, if you think of it that way, against Tampa Bay, he should be fine. Yeah, I think he's going to get sacked a decent amount. But I, I feel like his his ability to get a 300-yard multiple touchdown game is better than Kirk Cousins in this matchup. Yeah. He just... They don't go vertical anymore. Like, he can't throw the ball downfield. So they're never taking the top off the defense. So it's they're going to have these long, extended drives. Great for Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of not as great for Drew Brees. Yeah. So next we have David Montgomery and Latavius Murray against Alvin Kamara and Jalen Samuels. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a battle of one starter and one person that won't see the field a ton. Yeah, so is there... 
I mean, not that we have to do this, but I'm going to just look at who else is on the bench. Because I'm sure Stacy had Samuels in last week. Because I, I think she played, oh, was that two weeks ago? But point being, Stacy had Samuels in because Connor was out. Yeah. So if Connor's actually in, I'm assuming she'd probably replace him with Jordan Howard. Or no, she'd have Todd Gurley move up. And yep. then probably maybe Jordan Howard would be a flex. So my thought is it'd be Kamara Gurley versus Montgomery. And then <laughs> probably Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle, most likely. So, so I'm taking Kamara Gurley. <laughs> correct. So then we have Juju and Keenan Allen against Jarvis Landry and Josh Reynolds. I'm probably Juju Keenan Allen. I'd agree on that. Yep. Um, Hunter Henry against Eric Ebron. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry as well. Um, and then this one is a, a real <laughs> no. This one's a no brainer. I'm not e- honestly going to even mention it, but um, because that's just an advantage, Stacy. So um, overall, overall, we were kind of split on it. Same thing here. Uh, Ironically, it's the same same win probability, fifty one percent going again going to Stacy and once again a three point spread. Sure. So there, think, there's moves to be made on both teams where I feel yep. like it's going to be leaning a lot more towards Stacy. Yep. Um, but we'll see. Um, Ashley, we talked about uh, your team in the last uh, last episode. Set your lineup because I'm honestly going to skip this matchup because it's. It's so one-sided. Tony's going to win. Tony's. It's so one-sided, I, we're just not going to talk about it. Tony wins. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so moving on to um, Carl against Blake. Um, Blake does not have a lineup currently set, but the good thing is, is that it's, well... He doesn't, he doesn't have a tight end, but we'll run with it. Yeah. Um, okay, so Tom Brady against Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, Christian McCaffrey and James White <laughs> against Le'Veon and Naeem Hines. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Mr. Nine and a Half Points. Mr. Nine and a Half Points. Give him, uh, give him the whole nine. Give him nine <laughs> and a half. Give her nine and a half. <laughs> Um, all right, so then Marvin Jones and John Brown against OBJ and Tyreek Hill. Uh, OBJ and Tyreek Hill, I think. Yeah, I would. I would agree on that. I, I like think, John Brown. I like John Brown matchup. I think this it's week. just. The, I feel like this is so boomer busty. All of this. You've got Tyreek. Well, Tyreek is boomer bust, but he's been consistent just because he. I feel like he always at least has a play a game. Yeah, and and with Mahomes back, they're going to stretch the field yeah. way more. But then between Odell, Marvin Jones, and John Brown, what? Just not super. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a battle of evidently no tight ends <laughs> because George Kittle is out and Jimmy nope, Graham. He's doubtful, oh, Brad. Oh, yes. Oh yes. There's so much doubt. There's so much doubt. But uh, so yeah. So we're gonna say uh, no one wins that. Um, Blake, or excuse me, Carl does have uh, Jack Doyle on his bench, so I'm going to assume that he makes it in there, but we'll see. But he's questionable too. Yep. So no guarantees there. Um, then Calvin Ridley against Sammy Watkins and the at the flex. Uh, Calvin Ridley. I I would agree. I don't like starting Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins on the same. Uh, no. On the same. And, and Sammy Watkins, what had one amazing game to start the year, and then just he's vanished off the face I'd, of the earth. I'd put in Christian Kirk, honestly. Oh, to, I think he's to, going. Yeah, to replace him. 
Denver. He's playing, oh, San Francisco. He's playing I, San Francisco, but which is a bummer. But I think he'll be fine. He's looked. They've been so good recently. And I feel like what's happening with Christian Kirk is what we thought was going to happen with Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> like we were right in all of the all of the targets are going to one receiver on that team. We just picked the picked the wrong receiver. And I, my thought was with, like, a rookie QB, it's like Larry would be, like, the more... Con- it started off the year that way, where it was, like, mm-hmm. the first couple games, it's like, oh, I like Larry. But then as Kyler maybe progressed in that offense and learned more, it seemed like he kind of opened it up and him and Christian now have a bit of a rapport. So mm-hmm. good good if you're a Cardinals fan. I would say next year that would be a, a real solid stack. They're, they're a fun team to watch even right yep. now. So, I mean, if they get a tight end and a decent, uh, and a decent offensive line... No telling what's going to happen. Yeah, there. I, I start from the inside and work out. Like if this next draft, they draft offensive linemen and maybe defensive linemen and just call it a day. Kind of like, kind of like what they did um, for the Colts. Yeah. When, when Chris Ballard came in, yeah. in his first just drafted nothing but like you said, offensive line, defensive line, and tight ends. Yeah. It's all you need. Yep. It's all you need, and they're right there. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that Cliff Kingsbury has actually shown that he can actually coach in the NFL. Yeah, I think it's it's actually it's working. Yeah, it's a lot of optimism. A lot and of optimism. At the end of the day, like as a head coach, I've heard some people say like if he can develop a starting quarterback, it's hard to get fired in the NFL if you have a decent quarterback that you <laughs> that helps you win mm-hmm. games. Yep, for sure. Um, so Carl has a pretty large win probability there. It's about a 30-point spread. So um, Blake's team is very boomer bust. I just don't think that he can make up the. I don't think that he can make up the extra, uh, the extra points there. Mm-hmm. So all right, moving into your matchup against Brian. Um, this is gonna sound a little gross on the surface. Yeah. So Baker Mayfield <laughs> against Nick Foles. Um. I feel like Nick Foles has the better of the two matchups. Pittsburgh's been so good been on defense. really good. And Mika Fitzpatrick is possibly the defensive MVP. Yeah. He's so good. Like, I feel like Nick Foles' point projection of 13.3 points... That's not, way under. It's under. That's way under. It's way under. But it's. I don't think he's going to have a great week. But I think Baker Mayfield is going to just actually have a bad week. <laughs> his first Baker's last Baker's performance last week was his first time not throwing a pick the entire <laughs> season. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Nick Foles is going to be a lot better. So yeah, Nick Foles all the way. Um, so David Johnson and Joe Mixon against Damian Williams and Tevin Coleman. <laughs> I don't think I don't, yeah. is David Johnson playing. He doesn't have an inju- he doesn't have an injury designation right now. Okay. So is he going to run faster than 2 miles an hour? Um, uh, it depends on if he has to take a dump. Understood. <laughs> but and Joe Mixon does have Oakland. He d- So but he, Damian he, Williams I think might actually be the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs now. Yeah, so, well, so here's my thing with that. So last week when they played when they played Tennessee, they said that LaShawn McCoy was given a rest week. Yeah. So, that's... Was he given a rest week to consider how bad at football he's become? Yeah. It's like, go to a therapist, (laughs) just really talk about what's going on in your life, Mm -hmm. figure it out, 
Come back. Figure out what you want to do after your career, which is sooner <laughs> than you thought. So, with that, with that being said, I am going to... I'm going to toss this out there. Yeah. If it was me, I don't like Damian Williams. I don't like Damian Williams, so what I would maybe do... But I love the I love Austin Eckler in this matchup. Mm-hmm. So what I would maybe do is I'd maybe put Austin Eckler in at in at your running back, and then flex in Jamison Crowder going against Washington. And cause I really I want to say Emmanuel Sanders, but we just have no yeah. idea with his cracked rib. Exactly. So he kind of got pulled out. So originally I think Emmanuel Sanders was in, but I'm like eh, I just. For right now, I'm setting it just assuming that I think Emmanuel Sanders might be out, but this could very easily change. So, I'm going to I'm going to say I don't like it because I like David Johnson and Joe Mixon as the more talented running backs. The names are better, and the talent is almost better. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Damian Williams and Tevin Coleman because the offenses are so much more just yeah, in bet- sync. Better offenses with better matchups. Joe Mixon yeah. probably has the uh, Joe Mixon has a really good matchup, but that team is so the, the Bengals are so bad. They're so bad. They're so bad. And with Ryan, the only thing with Joe Mixon that when we were texting about this was that with Ryan Finley starting, Joe Mixon is getting all the volume that he wasn't yeah. getting before. Yep. So that's one plus. But I think I would go matchup wise, Damian and Tevin Coleman. Yeah. Um. I think Joe Mixon is at a point now because of the volume. His his you earlier in the year his floor was like he might just get you five or five to seven points. I think his floor now is he's gonna at least probably get you at least between maybe nine to fourteen or something yeah. like that. Just probably based off of volume at this point. You would think so. You would think because he had over twenty touches. I think what we used was the example was David Johnson last year. Yes. He, I think the rest of the year, I think Joe Mixon might be super consistent, but you're just not going to get big games from him. Correct. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, okay, so moving into wide receivers. Oh, yuck. I'm not even going to talk about it. Because, Why not? Because Michael Thomas and Mike Evans are way better than Chris Godwin and Tyler Boyd. So you're saying the number one and number two wide receiver in fantasy football probably would yeah, I'm be go, whoever he has? Yeah, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to go on a limb. <laughs> um, but the tight ends are much more uh, much more debatable between Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. Travis Kelsey. Darren Waller has not been good recently. No, he hasn't. But well, he could get on track with Cincy, though. And I guess what sometimes we say, like, oh, he's been bad. I don't think Darren Waller's actually been bad at football. No, he's just not getting the touchdowns. Yeah, and they're they're spreading the ball around a lot more, more because there was a while there where it was like um, Tyrell Williams was injured and Josh Jacobs was still a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, Renfro was a rookie, so I and think they were the, playing really good defenses yeah. too. So I think there was a point where Waller was much more the focal point of that offense, and now they're spreading the ball around. So I have a hard time. I, I don't think. Waller's going to be as consistently great, but I still think he's going to get a minimum amount of targets and a minimum amount of points. But I think he's just going to be kind of rest of the year. I see him as more of just a a solid tight end starter, but not in the same echelon as like Kelsey, um, Kittle, 
he's he's um, definitely dropped out of the top three conversation. Yep, yep, I think he's still ranked number three, but I think you're looking at more probably like tight end five or six or something. Which is like fine. That. Yeah, which is completely uh, fine. That's all you need. It, it, and I would agree. I think Travis Kelsey has just the better. Once again, it comes down to the offense. Yep. It's being so high powered that you can't can't go against him with, with Patrick Mahomes, with Mahomes being back. Yeah, with Mahomes back, he's about as consistent as it's gonna get. Mm-hmm. And then. So, I know we were kind of talking about juggling your lineup here, but we're going to do Austin Eckler still at the flex against mm-hmm. Zach Pascal. Uh, that's, an, that's an Eckler no... Uh, no-brainer. Yeah, no-brainer. Um, even since I tossed out something for your lineup, I'll maybe toss out something for Brian's too. Um, the only thing that you could do, and we kind of talked about it on the, on the playoff episode, but we were talking about maybe moving Kenyon Drake into the lineup... Yep. Um, and I would be, I, I, I realize they're going against San Francisco, but Kenyon can catch still out of the backfield. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if I wouldn't pull the trigger and move him into the flex over Zach Pascal. I, I would say if Ty if Ty Hilton plays, that's what I would do. If he doesn't play, then you could you could definitely make a better argument for Zach Pascal here. I think Kenyon Drake is a fine start. I he's proven that he's actually pretty good at football. Yeah. So, and also I know you have Baker Mayfield in there, and I'm okay with you keeping him in the lineup, Brian. But I would understand if you move Deshaun Watson into your starting lineup at quarterback. Yeah, I would understand. So we went a lot with your lineup. Um. Your lineup there, Billy, and ESPN agrees had a 63% win probability, and it is a 21-point spread for you. So, good stuff going there. Yeah. Also, side note, Brian does not have the Patriots defense in there right now. But he, like, but he but, has the Ravens defense, I want to say, right? Correct. So, yep. it, granted, he should start... The Patriots, but I don't think that'll be the reason why he loses the game. Yeah, especially if he starts, if he starts Deshaun Watson against his own defense, mm-hmm. that would be not super. And if we're talking defenses, I'm really excited to have the Steelers defense play Cleveland. He, uh, he, the whole Steelers defense has looked so much better the last how many weeks with Minka Fitzpatrick coming over. I forgot when I picked them up this year, but like. That's been almost one of my best waiver wire pickups because, granted, this we talked a lot about the Patriots defense and then San Francisco, but over the last couple weeks, the Steelers defense has been outstanding. They've had double-digit points for one, two, three, four, five, six straight games. Because they, yeah, because they had they had a couple pick sixes. They had twenty-two points last game. Yes, and they've basically yeah because they had week four against Cincinnati, nineteen points. Then against Baltimore, 13 against the Chargers, 14. Next game against Miami, 15. 19 against Indianapolis, and then 22 against the Rams. And their schedule moving forward is they get Cleveland this week, then Cincinnati again, Cleveland again, Arizona, Buffalo, and then the Jets. That's so juicy. Yeah. (laughs) That's ridiculous. So, So, no, I agree. I think you have a great defense going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which I feel good about. I feel like it's been, like, the last couple of years I haven't had what I would consider a good defense just to s- stick with the entire year. I've always had to be streaming in like a mm-hmm. big dum-dum. And I like, in this league, 
And actually, do I have the... Yeah, I have the Steelers in both leagues. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> so that's panning out. Mm-hmm. I moved off of the Patriots and moved on to the Steelers. <laughs> Which makes sense. This is so, working out great. All right, so moving on, we have Josh's matchup against Kyle. Holy crap. That is not looking good for Josh at all. Um, You know what? I'm making the executive decision here, too. Josh has a full lineup, and it's bad. And it's over a thirty-point spread. We're gonna skip it. So, congratulations, Kyle. Congratulations on the win, Kyle. Sorry, Josh, but just can't can't talk about a thirty-point spread game. No thanks. So that wraps up Gophers suck, and moving on to Teak, we're gonna hop right in um, to my matchup with James once again because it's the first one that pops up for me. So. Um, this one, this one we had kind of talked about in the playoff episode, but we'll talk about it regardless again here. Mm -hmm. Um, so Jameis Winston against Jimmy G. Ooh, that's going to be, God, I want to say Winston, but he is so, I'm going to say Winston. I'm just going to go Winston. Uh, yeah. I, I I would agree, I would agree with that. He is going to have to be throwing a lot more because they're more than likely going to be down. Yep. And whereas Arizona plays a really really good running game, mm-hmm. so I I completely get it. Um. Okay. So we have David Johnson and Philip Lindsay against James Conner and Leonard Fournette. If Conner plays, I'm taking Conner Fournette. And he carries no injury designation right now. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. Uh, I would I would agree with that as well. Um, Chris Godwin and Stephon Diggs against John Brown and OBJ. Chris Godwin, Stephon Diggs. I would I would agree with there too. I would agree with that too. Um, Mark Andrews against Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mark Andrews. I would hope so. Um, all right, and then last but not least, the Battle of the Flexes, LaShawn McCoy and Danny Amendola against Joe Mixon and Marlon Mack. Uh, Joe Mixon, Marlon Mack. Excellent, excellent. So overall, uh, overall, you went with my matchup, excuse me, with my lineup, and ESPN agrees at just on, actually, it's uh, it's 30 points on the button, Ooh. Uh, 30 points spread on the button with a 60% uh, win probability here. So, moving on, we have Tim versus Seafolk. Um, spoiler alert, this one is um, this one's at a 50% win probability. It's literally right <laughs> down the middle. Very um, good. And that's with Seafolk not having two people in. <laughs> Get it together, dude. But, um, okay. Oh, Tim doesn't have a quarterback, though. So... I'm gonna skip this matchup. <laughs> there's not enough here to, there's not enough there to base it off of, and especially with Tim not having a backup, backup quarterback, I have no idea who it's gonna be. Austin, set your lineup. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, this one's not too bad. This one's not too bad, so I can. I think basically I, I, can, I can make this yeah, work. Austin's just missing a tight end and, yeah. a, and a kicker, which and he I has, I ch- and he has. 
He has them, he just needs to put them in the lineup. Yep. So, okay, so we can run through this one. Um, Lamar Jackson against Drew Brees. Lamar Jackson. Yep. Um, ooh, this is interesting. Al, uh, Alvin Kamara and Melvin Gordon against Dalvin Cook and Mark Ingram. Uh, Dalvin Cook against Denver. Melvin Ingram against Houston. Alvin Kamara, Tampa Bay. Melvin Gordon. I'm gonna, I might say Kamara Gordon. I, I see. I, that's who I agree with. I think Dalvin probably has the biggest game of all of them, but I think... This Melvin I, Gordon and Kamara have definitely the better matchups. Denver's an interesting team to me. Like, I I think they're better than their record would indicate this year. Um, I don't think Denver's far off from being, like, a legit team. Yeah, they and, just need... I, it really sucks that Drew Locke got injured and you just can't see... that you, you don't know what they have there. Yeah. I think... I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being Delvin Cook's worst game of the year from a fantasy standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, they shut down. They've shut down good running backs previously, mm-hmm. so yeah, I wouldn't be shocked about that either. Um, moving on to wide receivers, um, Tyree Kill and Robert Woods against Emmanuel Sanders and Tyrell Williams. Emmanuel Sanders may or may not play, but I think at this point I'm just going to take Tyreek and Robert Woods, even though Robert Woods is somewhat of a non-factor. Yeah, I would agree with that because. Um, Nick doesn't have Nick doesn't have an option currently on his bench to be able to replace Emmanuel Sanders if he doesn't play. Yep. Um, so I'm not sure what his route would be there, unless AJ Green actually plays. Which, who knows? Oh no! Yeah, this isn't good. So, well, wait, we'll have to he, see. He that. just has empty bench spots though, so he just needs to pick up people. Well. It's well, no. It's because that Austin has, Austin dropped people, and he hasn't put him back in there. He hasn't put him back in the no, lineup. I, I'm sorry, yet. I'm looking at at Nick's team. We're saying, if you wanted to, oh, sorry. Okay, I'm looking at. Does Nick just not have? Wait, oh, why does? Okay, never mind. I, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So sorry. It's because yeah. Sorry. Because, uh, yep. You're good. You're good. So. That's tough. That's tough. Um. Yeah, I mean, Tyree Kill and Robert Woods are are the better of the two. Um, I think if Emmanuel Sanders plays, I go Emmanuel Sanders and Tyrell Williams. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to assume that he doesn't. Um, so, battle of the tight ends. Um, we have Jared Cook against Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Hunter, Hunter Henry's, Henry's been sure. really good. Um and then we have DJ Moore and Baby Shark going against um, Le'Veon Bell and Zach Pascal. Um, I hmm. Atlanta's terrible. DJ Moore might have a really good game. Baby Shark has been really good all year long with Gardner Minshew. So I don't know what he's going to do with Nick Foles. So that's a bit concerning. Love Bell, to me, I think is going to have a big game. I think if there's ever a game for him to sort of get right this year, it's this one. Um, I think I'm taking Love Pascal. That's, see, that's tough, and I think you're 100% spot on with Baby Shark there. Mm-hmm. Because we, have no, we, haven't seen, we haven't seen him and Nick Foles play with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally and figuratively, but... Um. Yeah, I I think Pat. 
I think Lev Lev's matchup is too too attractive to pass up there. Uh, so overall, overall we were kind of split down the middle, maybe leaning a little bit more towards Knicks um, with the battle of the tight ends there. But um, ESPN agrees with ESPN agrees that Nick is winning at this current moment because Austin does not have a tight end and kicker. Yep. Um, and right now it is about a fifteen point spread. Uh, and which would put it pretty darn close once yeah. you just factor in so, all players. Yeah, so we're gonna we're I'm going to assume that Josh Lambo is projected for let's say eight points ish. Well, yeah, because he has Jared Cook and Josh Lambo, which it looks like they're projected for about fifteen points. So, so about fifteen. So it could yeah. be. It's a toss could, up. Yeah, it could be fifty fifty, and it's going to get really interesting if Emmanuel Sanders doesn't play. Yep. Because. Then it gets weird. Yeah, because he has no one to put in. No, not and and that's it. That's an afternoon game too, so it's um you're not going to know in the morning, so you're going to have to pull the trigger on somebody. Yep. Which he has Golden Tate on his bench, so who's on by? Yeah. So. And Devonta Adams. Yeah. So I mean, you have you have those guys that you have Golden Tate that you could drop, but who knows? Who knows what'll happen there? But. Uh, moving on to your matchup against uh, Nick mm-hmm. Crow. Um, okay, we have Josh Allen against Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray plays San Francisco, which feels terrible. And maybe I just take Josh Allen just for the his baseline. I I agree. It's. I agree that that matchup against Miami is too is too good to pass up, especially with I really really like Kyler Murray, like we were talking mm-hmm. about just a little bit ago, but not against San Francisco's defense. Yep. Um, this one is tough because it's Zeke and Tevin Coleman against Mister Nine and a Half. Wait, James have White. you refreshed your page? I have not. Yeah, you have Zeke and Tevin Coleman. Ah, damn it. Okay. I was trying to be dumb, and I changed my lineup around. <laughs> oh. Did you put Duke Johnson in? I did. <laughs> God dang it. But, um, but anyway, so Zeke and Tevin Coleman against James White and the ageless one, Frank Gore. Um, That's a Zeke, I'm Tevin Coleman. I'm Zeke, no Tevin question. Coleman, yeah. Um... Mike Evans and Cooper Cup against Juju and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I'm going to say Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, although uh, I just, when, when Mike Evans, if you remember his fun zero-point game earlier in the year, it was when he played the Saints. And, yeah, and... Uh, so this isn't... There's it's, not, it's not a gimme. It's not great, and Cooper Cup has Chicago, so this isn't... A beautiful matchup for these guys. They might both get like ten points or something. I feel like I would still rather roll with Mike Evans and Cooper Cup. Yeah. Just because if if Big Ben was starting for Pittsburgh, then mm-hmm. it would be Juju Juju and DeAndre for sure. 
Hopkins would would it be fair to say he's been sort of the Zeke of the wide receivers this year? Where I would one hundred percent agree with that. Where he hasn't had a ton of just like complete busts of games. He's had like one or two earlier in the year that weren't super good, and he's been pretty consistent recently. But nothing just not weak winning performances like you kind of were expecting that like he had last year, it, especially in a team that's offensively been pretty good and. He only has four touchdowns out of the year, yep. which is drastically low mm. by comparison. Any Half of them were in week one. <laughs> exactly, yep, and that's just what I was about to say. So it's it's tough. He's getting the yardage. He's getting the receptions. So you can't you can't be mad at that. Mm-hmm. you you got to take it home, man. Kind of get it in the end zone. But I would still... I, I'm still... <laughs> Still love DeAndre Hopkins going yes. forward. There's no way that he doesn't get into the end zone here. Yep. But um, but overall, in this particular matchup, Mike Evans Cooper Cup, I feel is the safer. Yeah. Is the safer uh, safer route there? Juju with Mason Rudolph just isn't a, a great play. No, unless you're really unless you're Deontay uh, Deontay Johnson, <laughs> then I feel like yeah, Mason Rudolph just isn't the quarterback for you. But uh, but anyway. Moving on to the tight ends. Um, really? It's a battle of no one, once again, because Evan Ingram's on a bye and George Kittle is very, very doubtful. So doubtful. It's So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. So good luck to... Good luck. But <laughs> uh, right, but moving on, we have Ronald Jones and Devin Singletary against Julian Edelman and Cortland Sutton. Ooh. Probably Julian Edelman and Cortland Sutton. I would agree. Well, not by much. Yeah. Not by much, because I really like Devin Singletary. I, I, I really like Devin Singletary's matchup, but I hate Cortland Sutton's matchup. I am more okay with Cortland Sutton's matchup. I don't think... Watching the Vikings this year, their defense is... I think Mike Zimmer's a, a good defensive coach, and I feel like a lot of people... like I don't think we're a bad defense... But we're not elite like we have been. I, I don't disagree with that. But what I also think is I think Denver's offensive line isn't good. So no it's matter who, no matter who's co- no matter who's sure. quarterbacking back there, I just don't think they're gonna get time to get the ball off. Sure. So So I just don't think that that. So in general, maybe it's too just Denver's offense isn't that great. So as I, cur- as currently as currently yeah. together, like I feel like they would be. Better with Drew Locke, you yeah. would think. But it's like obviously, the Vikings have an above-average defense. Denver has a below-average offensive line and offense. Mm-hmm. It probably limit. It certainly limits Cortland um, Sutton's upside. Yeah, you just can't get the ball. Yeah, you know, like so. So with that, we went with your team a lot, and ESPN agrees, even with the battle of no tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um. You are currently sitting at a 13-point spread with a 60% win probability. So, I don't uh, I don't anticipate that changing. Oh, is that a 13-point spread? Oh, sorry, 23-point spread. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What was I say, when I was looking at mine, it has a 35-point spread. <laughs> it's got so what I'm seeing right now is I'm seeing 93.1 for Nick against 116. Uh, one yeah, 116.7. Interesting, mine. Showing, oh, is on your version. Are you seeing George Kittle even in the lineup? I am seeing him out. 
Okay, never mind. That's why. Because, okay. That's probably more accurate anyways. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Alright, and then moving on to the last matchup of the week, we have Russell against Jared. So, Deshaun Watson against Matt Ryan. Um, I think I'm going Deshaun Watson here. Yeah, I think so too. Deshaun's been... They've both been he's solid. He's been killing it. And I feel yeah. like he's just about matchup proof. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, then we have uh, Christian McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs. Holy crap, Russell has a lot of questionable people. <laughs> <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> um, and, anyway, Christian McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs against Carlos Hyde and Kareem Hunt. Oh my Basically gosh. the battle of Kansas City's backfield. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go ahead and take uh, the McCaffrey-Jacobs side. I would hope so. God dang. I didn't even notice that until now. Carlos Hyde and Kareem Hunt. God dang it. <laughs> Why not? The old, old... Kansas City backfield. Uh, all right. So then we have Amari Cooper and Allen Robinson against Michael Thomas and Larry Fitzgerald. Ooh, Sleepy Larry's making sleepy. it. Sleepy. He's been very sleepy. <laughs> He's been so bad. <laughs> In the league I had him, I definitely dropped him. And I think then you picked him up. I definitely did. He's sitting on my bench and go for suck. Yeah, he's probably going to stay there. Oh, while. yeah. He is not sniffing the, <laughs> he's not sniffing the lineup. Nope. Um, I'm assuming I'm going Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, despite Michael Thomas being my favorite person in this matchup. But Amari Cooper has been almost as good as Michael Thomas this year. But And Allen Robinson has been, for the most part, very consistent. And Larry Fitzgerald is probably going to get two points. I, I 100% agree with everything you just said. Michael Thomas won't be able to score enough points in this matchup to outscore both Amari and Allen Robinson. Yes, because Sleepy Larry is not going to help Sleepy him Larry is just... <laughs> he's sleeping right next to his University of Phoenix degree yep. with his voicemail to his mom playing his white noise. and Oh, no. <laughs> um, but anyway... All of which doesn't help him score fantasy No, points. not at all. Still makes him irrelevant. But uh, Darren Waller against Zach Ertz? Oh. I'm Darren Waller. Yeah, I... I agree for the same reason that you were talking about earlier with, I think New England takes away Zach Ertz. I would I would tend to agree. Unless New England just doesn't think Zach Ertz is that good anymore and they focus on someone else. Which, yeah, I mean, if someone's looking for a sleepy, uh, not, not sleepy Larry to start <laughs> this week, but a sleepy tight end to start this week, I think Dallas Goddard could actually be mm-hmm. a good start. Especially maybe in like a DFS play yeah. or something like that. Yeah, Dallas Goddard. Yes, very French. Mm-hmm. Very French. But, um, all right. Then lastly, we have Todd Gurley and Cur- Curtis bleh, Curtis Samuel against Kenyon Drake and Mohamed Sanu. Going to go with, uh, well, yeah, Todd Gurley, because Chicago's run defense hasn't been super great. We mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. So, like, if there's a way to beat them, it's on the ground. But It's at home, so it's not going to be cold. Yep. And... At home, Goff can actually get uh, McVay telling him what to do. He can hear him. Their offense should be better. Curtis Samuel is a bit of a don't care, but mm-hmm. between, yeah, I think it's just better. Kenyon Drake, but Kenyon Drake and Muhammad Sanu isn't, like, a terrible play. No, especially, like, what the one thing that I'm interested in, though, is this is the first game that Nikhil Harry can be back. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of interested to see how much he takes from Muhammad Sanu. Because Muhammad Sanu is supposed to be like that big physical receiver. Yeah. Nikhil Henry's a big physical dude. Yeah. So I'm I'm real interested. Real yeah. Real. Yeah. <laughs> then, ooh, and now Jared has now magically Jared has wound up with the Patriots defense. <laughs> yeah, so. You know what? He should just pick up more Patriots. I think he should. I mean, that's why, I, I mean, you know, take back the curtain a little bit. That's kind of why I kind of why I sent him the offer. Yep. Because I I had offered Jared to trade the Patriots defense for Marlon Mack, mm-hmm. and he graciously accepted. So thank you. But uh, but yeah, I just don't think the Patriots D is it, it can't it can't keep getting the like it can't no. keep going like this. There's no way. No. Question: Do you think Larry Fitzgerald? Finishes his career in Arizona or has, like, one final year in New England? Because I was just thinking of that as I was looking at his team. I'm like, oh, who else does he have from New England? And I saw Larry Fitzgerald in my mind. I thought, I'm like, oh, yeah, him. Because I'm just like, it feels like the type of thing that would happen. And then have him get cut. I See, that would be, like... Have him just, just embarrass him for his final year in the league where the... I, Bring him on and then like cut him or trade him to the Bengals. He just basically give, give, give him the Demarius Thomas treatment. Yes. Just, just, this was a waste of my time. Like I feel like it was a waste of my time. I, I love that bit from him. Or it's sound so like, just, good. Like, I feel like they legit just wasted my time. It's so good. They cut him, but they're like, we're going to bring you back. They brought him back and then just traded him. It's so good. And it's like Demarius Thomas is just not good. It's just not good. So, to answer your question, he's going to end up in a Patriots uniform, <laughs> and he's going to get cut roughly about week seven. God. What if they just took one of like the greatest wide receivers ever to play the game, pick him up, and I just find it funny if then they just traded him so it was just the shittiest team in the league, and Larry's sitting there and be like, come on, man. <laughs> Sends him back to the Cardinals. <laughs> no. Gosh dang it. It's like, no, we don't want any picks back, we don't want anything back, just take, take him. <laughs> he keeps falling asleep during our team He's meetings. He's so sleepy. <laughs> he's hi- he's hibernating. Clearly, he clearly has mono, he's just so tired. <laughs> Oh no, did he get it from St. Arnold? <laughs> Just making out, dude. <laughs> but with that solid, uh, that solid end note, we're gonna gonna wrap it up and everyone enjoy their uh, week eleven matchups, except for Kevin yep. and James. Yep. So suck it. Yep. And who else? Who am I? Who, I don't even remember who I'm playing anymore. Yeah, you have. Oh, Brian. Brian yeah. can suck it. Yeah. And um, oh, Nick Crow. Yeah. Crow, suck it. Yeah, so suck it. Bye. Bye.